Hey gang, Scooby-Doo's or Scooby-Don'ts is funded by Patreon. Join for early access to special bonus episodes and exclusive material, including the upcoming Scooby-Doo Book Club. Joining is the best way that you can be a part of shaping the material we produce, and we are super thankful to everyone who contributes. Thank you to David Green, Kyle Michaud, Katie Maxwell, Jordan Ferguson, Pablo Gordon, Spencer Graham, Matthew Bang, Blake Sawyer, Ashley Martinez, Dan Reed, Gabriel Pezek, Toj, Anderson Skull, Wynn Richport, Samuel Chesser, Sarah Thal, Bradford N. Smith, and Paige on Gaming for funding this episode. Welcome to Scooby-Doo's or Scooby-Don'ts, the original podcast that painstakingly goes through all Scooby-Doo media in search of those two Scooby-Doo absolutely or Scooby-Don't under any circumstance. I'm your host, Amelia. And I'm your host, Billy. And we're watching WrestleMania Mystery. Are you pumped and ready? Hope you're not ready. Let's go make some history. Solve ourselves a mystery. We won't stop until the battle's done. The monster caught the case is one. How could a fright feel so good? I don't remember ever seeing this before. When Scooby-Doo was all on Netflix Canada. Yes. And it was a summer day, and my little brothers were here, and they were like, I don't know, like 11 and 8 at the time. Mm -hmm. They're fairly young, and they wanted to watch it. And we sat and we watched it with them. You were right beside me during it. How did you forget... That John Cena <laughs> fucking jumps in to wrestle a boulder at one point. Well, like, I thought for sure. I mean, my thing is that I don't really know the wrestle people. And I feel like this movie sort of expects me to know them. And so it's just like, okay, there, there's a barrage of strong white men coming. <laughs> that's, that's what I knew. And I feel like I would have recognized John Cena. I feel like I, I did know who John Cena was. And I do comprehend it a bit better now. But no, it didn't stick in my mind, that experience of watching it all the way back in potentially 2014. It was later than that. Right, it probably wouldn't have been exactly when it came out. Because this did come out in 2014. That's where we're at in the podcast now update for the for the listeners and he tried to gaslight me that he had never seen that's this not movie. gaslighting and that is me not that's me not remembering because i was saying over and over again we had watched this and you kept saying no i'm gonna say that's not gaslighting that's me having been gassed <laughs> like i in the lamplight i went up to light the lamps and i got a whiff of the gas and i fell off my ladder into the snow I am a Victorian gentleman. 
Well, no, the gentleman wouldn't have been lighting the lamps. A Victor- an urchin. I am a street urchin. This metaphor may have gotten away from me. I, I don't remember watching this. It it's totally makes sense that we would have, though. Like, the story that you put out is highly believable. And that you remembered not a single goddamn thing. It nope. just shocked me. Not no. even that we had watched it. No. Nothing about this. I I was aware of its existence. You sure remembered when we only watched like a minute of the stupid fucking puppet movie and you lamented about that for years. I did, I won't. I think it's a difference of how I feel about puppets versus how I feel about wrestlers. I like puppets more. But we don't know yet if... Th- well, we do. You don't know yet if that's how we felt about this movie as a whole. What did you think about this movie at first glance? Cold open with some dude that we don't know ends up at a a welcome sign. Cities have welcome signs. This one is voiced. Not a lot of city signs are voiced, no. I find. I wish that Las Vegas had a happy cowboy being like, Welcome to Las Vegas, partner! Why would he sound like that? Because <laughs> he... He's a he's a Texan man. And where's in, Las in Vegas? Va- in Nevada. And is Nevada yeah. Texas? No, but it's a notorious tourist town. So that man it's just a man who likes Las Vegas. A good cardboard talking man. Cardboard. Cardboard. Las Vegas can't roll out a little more glitz than cardboard. Well he didn't come from Las Vegas. He just ended up there. Welcome to WWE City. Take the next exit, because it's just that good. Is that the catchphrase of the WWE? <laughs> it's just that good! It's such a vague cat. That could be a catchphrase for anything. Mr. Christie's, they're just that good. And that would make sense, because you could have a commercial. Well, they used to have those commercials where people would, like, cannibalize those sentient cookies. Mr. Christie, they're just that good. You'll cannibalize yeah. something with human thought. There you go. That yeah. makes sense. Ju- wait, wait. Was that Mr. Christie's or was that, um, that feels like Chips Ahoy, the sentient cookies. At this point in time, I'm sure it's been amalgamated Probably. all into one there's company. A, there's a cookie monopoly out there. And, well, I mean, okay, so there might be, there might be a cookie monopoly, but there is definitely a wrestling monopoly. It just feels so weird that there's a WWE city in, like, this is a universe where Vince McMahon has amassed so much power, he essentially is the feudal lord of his own town. It's, it's a very strange notion. So I, I was taken aback by the very existence of WWE city, uh, Is it like Vegas? A strip of entertainment, and then out in the desert is where all the poor people that deal blackjack live and stuff. To me, it feels very similar to, like, like Disney World, where I'm pretty sure Walt Disney built a bunch of slums for the employees to live in. All your princes and princesses just living in these apartment complexes. And maybe Walt Disney didn't do that, but Michael Eisner probably did. <laughs> Do regular people live in this town? 
their homes and schools and hospitals? I mean, there must be some sort of infrastructure like that. Like, many wrestlers have children. We've, we saw some in this movie. Grown children, at least. But uh, <laughs> presumably, the grown children were once young and required an education. Or at the very least, like a general... We see restaurants. We see restaurants. So those aren't wrestlers. Making your wrestlers work in your restaurants? Are they? Yeah, like, maybe The Rock is back there serving up some sushi. They got The Undertaker chopping salad. I don't know. Well, whatever it is, it's just that good. So take the next exit. There seemed to be only one exit. You were driving in a straight line straight into WWE City. You've already taken the exit. (laughs) You're on a very rural road. Besides that opening, I had at first glance notes for just like the opening credit sequence. Because to me, this was like the worst opening credit sequence we've gotten in a long time. It has perturbed me. There are big explosions and there are stock images, clips from Scooby-Doo Where Are You, and like stock footage of live action wrestlers. Was it live-action wrestlers? I saw a couple live-action clips in that opening. But still, like, literally when Fred pops up, it's just like a stock image of Fred that you would find on, like, a stamp. It's flashy, though. With the explosions. But it's not cutesy. No. And uh, it's just this standard action intro. This is the type of intro that... A wrestler gets on a screen behind them before they come out on stage. There's yes. no heart, no soul. Same for the music with it. And I, and I will note here that this is a co-production, seemingly, between Warner Brothers Animation and WWE Studios. Which is what? It's the, I don't know, the, their animation division or their own scripted division. It's a division where they get some creative control. And we should say, this is sort of part of a series of animated co-productions that the WWE did. There is also a WWE Flintstones movie. There's a WWE sequel to Surf's Up. It's almost like it's the whoriest company in the world. (laughs) Warner Brothers or WWE? I don't hey, even, say, I don't even know right take now. Take it either way you want. There is. So, I was leaning towards WWE personally. But yeah, there is. Uh, there's some shilling going on all over the place. How like, did they get to the Flintstones? Did the Flintstones time travel, or did the WWE? Surf's Up isn't a franchise. <laughs> it was one movie. It's bizarre to me. That one's really bizarre. Also, they're penguins. Like, it's not like John Cena shows up. It's that John Cena the penguin shows up. Also, I believe there's a funky chicken. Well, that's wonderful. It's not just penguins. It's mostly penguins. I think there's one chicken, but... (laughs) It is an avian universe. Better? Yes. Okay. I like Surf's Up. I think it's a very funny movie. (laughs) Me too. I really like Surf's Up. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I have no desire to see a sequel with wrestlers. (laughs) Let's lay into this, Amelia. Here's the premise. Shaggy and Scooby win tickets to WrestleMania when the entire gang attend the event 
a ghostly bear appears and threatens to ruin the show. Oh no, not a bear! How could we ever protect a wrestling stadium against one bear? I think that they didn't go full enough with this. I think that if they were going to do this for the animated movie, they needed to get one of their wrestlers to dress up as this bear and actually, like, crash a real wrestle match. I want to see... I want to see... I mean, it wouldn't look good. They don't have the budget for this. You want... You're proposing that one of the heels is the villain, and then they unmask them, and everyone's just like, you... Almost destroyed everything. Oh, you wacky wrestling villain. I don't, I don't know what I want. It just seems... Like, wrestling already has heroes and villains. And now there's a ghostly bear. I'll get into this later, but I really like this ghostly bear. And this movie just doesn't give it its due. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little feisty right now. I'm a little ready to fight this movie. I'm ready to lay in. Okay, you done? Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> you done hyping yourself up for this match? Because the crowd ain't cheering for you, whoever you're up against. What would my song be? Like, if I was if I was entering the wrestling ring, what song do you think would play before I entered? Something that doesn't shine you in a good light, obviously. I'm tempted to say the classic, like, womp, 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 womp. <laughs> <laughs> but also... I don't know, what Muppet song would Billy oh, get to play? Mm, thank you for that. Because I think moving right along would be, because that would also make sense. Because it would be like, alright, he's going to be in and out of this match quick. <laughs> Let's keep this show moving. <laughs> I could come down the ramp and a little Studebaker. It'd be, it, would be, it would be wonderful. Okay. I want to say, before we get into any of the main members of the gang, we're obviously not wrestle like watchers like we don't care about wrestlers we don't care about wrestling the most we watch of wrestling is when the fuck do monster factory with wwe games i i know the wrestling video games they're (laughs) the one intro that you can always choose in those video games where you like scoot out onto the stage on like a motorcycle yeah it's like the terminator opening you're not actually riding a motorcycle like you're literally gonna scoot yourself onto the stage like wrestling's so embarrassing i don't know how people watch it so cringe there's a lot of buy-in and okay and this is and we'll talk about this more with wrestlers but you know what this movie could have done it could have like really played up the reality of these larger than life personas that wrestlers have like this is a movie about just pe- wrestlers who are people who are employed by Vince McMahon to wrestle in a ring. No, give me their personas as, like, real people in an actual world who, like, yes, through the powers of death, I will fight you! No, And, like, ugh. give me... Like, use the animation medium. I oh. feel like here, they're just like, I am a wrestler, and I make believe! Yeah, and that's, like... That's the only way I can imagine people can stomach wrestling. Like, you see that guy that comes out painted out like a demon, and you think to yourself, like, oh, this is really stupid, and I acknowledge that. If I were to have to try and take that seriously in a movie, I would, like, die. My heart would just stop 
God would say, all right, Amelia, you've seen everything see, you need to see. That would be cool. Like, I would just do them straight up like Venom, where he would uh, have, like, tendrils and shit. I think that's... And why would he be a wrestler instead of a fucking supervillain then, Billy? Because... If John Cena could actually be like, you can't see me, and then go Invisibility powers! Why yeah. would he just be a wrestler? Because Vince McMahon locked them into an Eldritch contract. You don't want a Scooby-Doo movie with wrestlers. You want something even worse. Amelia, nobody wanted a Scooby-Doo movie with wrestlers. <laughs> and no one wants anything worse either. So shut your mouth. Which member of the gang do you want to start with here? Let's start with Shaggy and Scooby. I was going to say Daphne because she's really one note and we could get through her quickly. Mm -hmm. But I'll save her for the end. So that I can get through her quickly and we can be done. Fair enough. Um, this movie opens on Shaggy and Scooby playing a wrestling video game. This I understand. This is the world of wrestling that I know. Um, they, they, they are playing it on, like, the Xbox Connect. Y yes. Like, they're, what the fuck are they doing? They have controllers, and they're playing their wrestling video game, and but then it's like, after the match, okay, now you need to do a Just Dance-style victory dance. Do wrestlers do victory dances? Like, does <laughs> does The Undertaker pin someone and then go, da 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 hey! Yep. yep. <laughs> you got it in one, Billy. <laughs> I don't know why The Undertaker is the only pool you're pulling he's from. Well, he's, he's the one I know. <laughs> he's been wrestling since the Earth began. He's, you know, he's still there now. So in this game, Shaggy is not only playing as Cena, but he is dressed as John Cena. Yes. He is a John Cena fan, and he moves to the side briefly, and you see on the back of the couch... Scooby about to jump in to pin Cena, dressed as a guy named Sin Cara. I didn't look to see if Sin Cara was an actual wrestler. I, I'll look this up. He's got, like, not a single line in the movie, so it seems a little rude if he is a real person. <laughs> I know. How mad would you be if you were Sin Cara and you were like, yeah, you are a lead character in this movie. It's an unvoiced role, so we don't need you at all. And we also don't see your face or any personality. <laughs> Well, I mean, the problem here is that time moves forward. So Sin Cara is currently working under the ring name Cinta de Oro and is a completely different character. Uh, oh, that's that's in the Mexican independent circuit. So I guess he is no longer with the WWE. Well, okay. Um, What was the point I was trying to make? Oh, Scooby was is dressed as Sin Cara as a Sin Cara fan. What does this say to their characters, do you think? Shaggy leans towards John Cena. Scooby Sin Cara, like, what does your favorite wrestler say about you as a person? See, the thing about John Cena is that I feel like his entire his entire character is just that of being a very bland, very nice man. Like, he is the Old Navy commercial of wrestlers. Have you ever, like, watched him in a match or anything? Like... No, just from... Just where are from, you pulling this from? From the ether and from this film. I know he's a very nice man to, like, wish kids and stuff yeah, that want to meet wrestlers. Yeah, very kind. I don't know what he's like in the ring, though. No. Well, I mean, even from here, he, he seems nice. But it just doesn't seem right for Shaggy for me. I get that Shaggy wears green. 
But that's the only connection that I can see between John Cena and Shaggy. John, John Cena, here's the thing I feel I can say with confidence, not a fearful man. Is there a more fearful wrestler? A real cowardly wrestler. Yeah, there has to have been a cowardly wrestler when he's like running away and bouncing off rings. Well, again, in Monster Factory, when you have to like set your presets of what your character is like, you can choose like cowardly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure so... that's what they made Arby the Meathead McDonald. So that's gotta be something. Listeners, if you've never watched Monster Factory, I'm sorry, but we're gonna have to probably get into it a lot this episode because it's our only reference. <laughs> <laughs> only way Amelia knows anything about wrestling. And it's the I, only way I'm ever going to learn. Just I feel like there. I at least have like some friends who are into wrestling who will like show me a clip of, of like a man fighting a drone and be like, this is wrestling. Yeah, and you'll sit and watch that and then discuss it. And I'll see a link like that and just move on with my life, not clicking it. <laughs> you You respect your own time probably a lot more than I do. Yeah, because I know if I watch wrestling, my heart will stop from the cringe and God will come down to collect me, as per stated earlier. So, so to continue with the second note I have in this movie, um, Shaggy and Scooby play the wrestling video game. Scooby does the little dance perfectly. And then Vince McMahon appears on the screen. Because apparently, this is like a last Starfighter scenario. Where Scooby-Doo has danced so well... He's not being sent into war to, like, dance well. He's no. just won a contest. I, okay, I guess it's a contest. He just got the high score in the contest. Wow, you showed the skills needed to take down these aliens that are f- need to be defeated by dancing, is, <laughs> like, what you're proposing. Could, again, a possible pitch for where this movie could have gone. There are seemingly no rules. But Vince McMahon comes on, and Shaggy and Scooby, just they, they love him too much. They worship this man. Yeah. And if there is literally one thing I know about wrestling, it's that Vince McMahon is a pile of shit. So don't do that, boys. He's a bad man. Can we pull up that clip of him, his face being smashed into a fat man's exposed ass? Do you remember that? I don't. It was, uh, we saw that clip on Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, because he went into the uh, Wrestling Federation at one point. Oh, that's right. I remember that. And he was talking about what a big piece of shit Vince McMahon is, and pulled up a clip of his face going into a man's ass, because, you know, they do, like, bits Bits, with him in the ring and stuff. And John's just like, there's no way to fake that. That piece of shit's face went into someone's ass, and I think we should all hold that near and dear to our our hearts. I know I've seen a clip of Vince McMahon doing his little, like, patter in the ring, and someone put the Twin Peaks music over it, and apparently it just fit perfectly for the tone. So get, get Vince McMahon out of wrestling, get David Lynch in. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna get a lot more dreamlike. And, but you know what? Can we convince I also feel like everyone bunker? would get a good health plan. I don't know why. I feel like <laughs> I would just trust David Lynch to do that. Okay, so Scooby wins this contest. They now get to go to WrestleMania. They will need to take the disc as proof of, of winning. Yes. I'm sorry. Your data saves on the console. That disc is not going to be yeah. able to help you. Or even, like, the cloud. Or Shouldn't it be stored in the cloud? Here's a code or something yes. like... The disc will do nothing. The disc will do nothing. The disc is a disc. 
They go to their friends to uh, proclaim their victory after this, though. The disc wasn't my main point. That mm. was just a really stupid point I wanted to, uh, you know. Get out there. Get out there, yeah. They go to Fred and Velma and Daphne at the malt shop, and they're just like, let's go to WrestleMania. And the three of them are like, eh, we're not really into wrestling. We don't want to go. Never. They're very indifferent. Like, on the spectrum of indifferent to negative. And Shaggy and Scooby... Like, they bring up a good point. You know, they've been used for bait a lot. A lot of stuff has happened to them without their consent. But instead of, like, completely framing it that way, of being like this stack of photos where they show all the times they've been in costume to be bait and guilting them into it, Shaggy says, Come on, guys, we never, we never ask for anything. We never say anything. About what you guys want to do. All you fucking do is complain, Shaggy, you piece of crap. Yeah, you li- you had a stack of photographs that I think was pretty sufficient leverage, but you can in no way say that you do everything willingly. You literally have to be bribed. You can say in no way that you always go on these vacations without a word to say about them. I'm really amicable. Fuck you. <laughs> Did Shaggy say amicable? No. I cannot picture him saying that many syllables. No, he did not. That was me mocking him. Okay. It's a satire. <laughs> so yeah, they, they, they guilt the gang. They go to WWE City. And I it's... hate this name. Okay, can I just get on WWE City again? WrestleMania City? That comes off the tongue. WWE City? I'm having so much trouble saying it. And I know they just wanted to use the logo, but can we call it like Wrestle City or something? Can we rename this city? No, because I have no trouble with WWE City. Okay, well, I hate it, Vince. Uh, what if they had not lost the uh, lawsuit against the World uh, Wildlife Federation and it was WWF City? Would you have an easier time with that? WWE City, WWF City. I still, I just don't like it it's the only city that's an acronym you know all cities i i think i know all cities pretty well allow me to sing them to you animaniac style that was countries i know i'm going much deeper (laughs) this song is four hours they get to the city and they immediately befriend john cena because they're the mystery machine has gone off the road and john cena is there to pull it back on Mm-hmm. He's their best friend. Which is funny, because I don't think Shaggy and Scooby have a single fucking thing to say to John Cena this whole movie. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. Like, what do they have to talk about? They have nothing in common. It's jo- there has to be a wrestler who likes to eat. That's such a fundamental aspect. Uh, naked Scooby. We skipped over this. Shaved. Shaved naked Scooby. That's that's what guilts the rest of the gang yeah. into going to WWE City. They finally pulled out the card of that time that they shaved Scooby and everyone immediately knew it was a bad idea. And they said, all right, look, we owe you one, Scooby. You got, you got carte blanche. Just hold on to this. So everyone does end up going to WWE City. It's not just Shaggy like hijacking yeah, the van. <laughs> they do. And then, you know, some trouble does occur. And I might be skipping over some things here, but... Scooby-Doo starts sleepwalking. The stars speak to him? 
Is that you, God? It's me, Scooby Doo. It, it kind of feels like he, like he's looking out into the night sky and he sees a twinkling of stars and in a very specific pattern. Yeah, he goes out into a dream sequence where he is where he's wrestling pizza and hot dogs, which you totally called before it happened. Yeah, because there was an extra long zoom in on Scooby's sleeping face, so I thought to myself, "Oh, goody, a." Stupid dream sequences come in to pad the run length. But he ends up uh, actually sleepwalking in these dream sequences. And in one of his sleepwalking sequences, he steals the championship belt. Which is a big deal, apparently. Yeah. Even though it's probably made out of plastic. Aluminum at best. And well, according to Vince, it's like made out of gold and platinum and many, many diamonds. It's plastic or aluminum at best. Yep. Scooby's face gets smashed into a tree at one point and his his vis- his visage comes out the other side as a wood grain pattern. That's that's classic animation. It's pretty I don't think I've ever seen it before. No? Don't call okay. it classic. Right. It's neat. It well, you know what? I'm thinking of a frying pan scenario. You hit someone's face with a frying pan and now it's a perfect mold of their face. This was a wood grain pattern of his of his face. That is different. Thank you <laughs> for conforming for me. Your own thought. After I just jump right back into Scooby steals the belt. Uh, no, because Billy jumped ahead. The laws, the martial laws yeah. that are enacted in WWE City. After Scooby steals the belt, he has the right of a trial by combat. <laughs> it's in which during WrestleMania. Like, the big championship of the wrestling world for that season, he has the option to fight a wrestler for his freedom. Any So, in WWE City, anyone accused of a crime can go into the ring and fight for their freedom. This, to me, feels like something that Vince McMahon is definitely going to exploit. Like, he is going to charge all of these wrestlers with such petty crimes over and over again that they are forced into a life of servitude where they now re- just continually wrestle with no compensation other than the dream that they will never achieve of their own freedom. He's allowed to do that if this is a sovereign area where he can decide laws anyways. He can decide what your crimes are. Yeah, there's there's no such thing as like a city law like this. This is has to be like a sovereign nation. Like WWE City is the same as Vatican City. And you know what? In Trump's America, it feels like this could be real. What's stopping anyone from like committing a heinous crime in another country and then getting expedited to WWE City where they could just like wrestle yeah. someone for their freedom? Would all wrestlers have diplomatic immunity while they're on other soil? I want my trial in WWE City, says the serial rapist slash murderer that the police just caught in New Jersey. Like, are they... Can you do that? (laughs) I don't know. What is this world that Vince McMahon is creating? It's a fucking hellscape. You're, You're catching a glimpse, people. You're catching a glimpse. Shaggy and Scooby train with other wrestlers. They are trained by AJ Styles, who, at first, 
I thought was a little flirty with the boys. Styles? I wrote down Lee. Maybe Pre I'm totally wrong. Pretty sure that's what it said on Scoobypedia. AJ Styles is a man, so that's definitely not... I must just know about AJ Styles from something else. Or maybe he also had a role in this movie. AJ Lee. AJ Lee is definitely this... No, that's an author. And former professional wrestler. Okay. You know what? Good for you getting author listed first on your Google search. Sorry, just uh, that's... that's. I, I bet you're very proud of that. AJ Lee, fan of the show. At first I thought she was kind of flirty with them. But what she was really flirting with was the opportunity to kick their asses. I mean, I'm going to get into her training technique when we get to her in my dimensions. But all right, in instead I'll just say right now, it leads to Shaggy and Scooby hiding under the ring, which does seem like their best fighting style. Okay, have you mentioned who they're fighting yet? No! There's only one wrestler that doesn't have a partner for WrestleMania. <laughs> the <laughs> last right girl class. at the dance! Come on, pick your teams now! <laughs> Kane! The Kane. wrestler Kane, he was disgraced after last WrestleMania, and he's come back to try and win it again. He's going up against a man that's constantly being described as a monster. Irony! But yeah, they have to fight Kane, who is a uh, very large, very intimidating man. Sort of the only wrestler who's actually portrayed as a heel in this movie, which I find interesting. Before their training montage starts, but after they've discovered they're going to end up wrestling Kane, Shaggy is saying something or other, and then Fred cuts in saying, yeah, we got to do it before tomorrow when they're slaughtered by Kane. And Shaggy is insulted. <laughs> I don't know why. Thanks, Fred. Like, he's, he's insulted that Fred does not believe that he had any chance did you really believe you had a chance no. personally before Fred said it out loud? Even with your train, like Shaggy, you show up dressed like you're doing Greco-Roman wrestling. That's not the thing. What What was his wrestling name? Skinny Man? Uh. Pretty sure it was Skinny Man and Dead Meat. That meant, yes. I knew one was incredibly insulting. <laughs> the fact that they called Scooby-Doo Dead Meat. Yeah. How come... Like, the training montage is them, like, trying to lift weights and shit. What, they're really good at running. Why yeah. don't they just run around the ring until Kane is so exhausted he falls, and then that counts as him hitting the ground. He's lost. That's what I'm saying. Don't play with him on his terms. Do, you know, do that hiding under the ring. Play up a little bit of what you can do. Is Kane one of the, like, super old ones that can't even do anything anymore and is brought on purely for spectacle? Uh, like, well, no tire that fucker out! See, th that's the weird thing of, like, this movie is from 2014, so that's six years in the past right now. Anyone I look up seems to have a totally different career. Like, Kane is a, is a mayor now, or was a mayor. This inhuman man they describe here. <laughs> Point is... Wrestlers are doing strength training, they're not doing endurance. Just fucking run that fucker ragged, like. And, well, then it ends up being that, like, Scooby-Doo pretends he's in the video game, does a lot of that fancy footwork and flailing about, and that's what wins the match. Yeah, dancing. Uh, my last note for this is that during their, their wrestling match with Kane, Shaggy is, like, instantly tangled up in the ropes. Yeah. And he doesn't try to free himself at all, even though both his hands are totally free. At one point, 
John Cena was it John Cena who pulled the the ropes back as if he as if he was going to sling Shaggy like a slingshot? There's a bomb in Shaggy's arms, right? That John Cena put there, and then started pulling the okay ropes so- backs as to launch the two of them into the air. <laughs> but it was never intended to launch Shaggy with the bomb. It was just the bomb. I assume Shaggy was also to go with it. Because my thing was that, like, why would that work if Shaggy was tangled in the ropes? But if it was for the bomb, that makes sense. Because he wouldn't want, like, Shaggy and Scoop, like, Shaggy with the bomb up there just to explode. No, no, I assume he was sending Shaggy up there with it. It also wasn't an exploding bomb. It was an electric Oh, he would have been fine then. He would have been fine. Stupid asshole just manages to get himself tangled up in three goddamn ropes. And his hands are perfectly free. He just sits there. Like, this is my out. Kill the dog. Shaggy's not good at wrestling or, like... Shaggy should not... Okay, again on the laws of WWE City. Shaggy is accused of this crime because it's his video game that gave Scooby-Doo a post-hypnotic suggestion to steal the belt. Which is crazy, like, that Scooby is also tried, like, at the same time, because it's an animal. But if it's Shaggy's disc and now he has to also be a criminal, why would they criminalize the dog in the first place? They re- like, I don't even think that they're saying that Shaggy programmed this. It's just that, like, yeah, the video game caused it to do this. But Shaggy, you bought that video game. So since you unknowingly bought it, you are now bound by our own city laws. Our own militaristic police force are going to take you in. WWE City is a hellscape. And the only bright light is Fred and his new SLR camera. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. This is like Fred's whole thing in this movie. That he has a new SLR camera, he's, he's got all these cool settings and fittings, and he's just getting really into photography. Well, it's because he's white, and this is something that every white guy with a camera thinks he's good at. Photography. When so few of you are, oh my god, there are some truly atrocious fucking white men calling themselves photographers. Fred, like, actually gets, he gives a little glare to Daphne when she gets in the way of one of his shots. So I guess maybe it's not such a bright light. (laughs) I wanted it to be, because for me it was charming that Fred took this on. But that moment, not so much, perhaps. What, that he's upset that his shot got wrecked by Daphne doing her one note for this whole fucking I didn't like the way Fred narrowed his eyes at her. You know what? I'm all with Fred. Daphne is a fucking annoying mess in this movie. But again, we'll get to Daphne. Fred, in the meantime, uh, exclaims, hold the phone over a raccoon crossing in front of his van while he's driving. Before that raccoon is even on the road, he exclaims, hold the phone. The premonitions are coming to him again. We get a dramatic sequence, then, of him, like, swerving the mystery machine, and this is what drives it off the road. But you see that raccoon, and it's, like, bending over backwards under the van. I guess just so that we know it's safe, but it's an intense slow-motion sequence, and someone had fun animating that. 
I don't think the raccoon's flipping ass overhead like that. I think he's sitting and he's watching the van <laughs> move over top of him and then he eats the fish that he had in his mouth. He does have a fish for sure. I, th- I think he's, he, he did a lean at least. Maybe it was just to get a better view. So maybe it was less like, less, oh, I gotta get out of the way. And Mora, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, that's what I described. I was doing it with voices. Fred does use his photography equipment throughout this movie. Like, I found he's using so many lights in this movie. I know it's regular for them to go into darkened areas, but I see him like he takes his flashlight, he turns it into a lantern, and that's very helpful. At one point, he's actually using his camera flash to distract the ghost bear, to, to illuminate the bones of a bear when they're in a cave. He knocks the top off a canister of compressed something or other and launches it at the ghost bear. Freddy's trying to kill a bitch tonight. Because in real life, someone in a bear costume isn't swatting away a fucking compressed giant air (laughs) canister that's flying at you. So they would be dead. Fred has killed someone. Luckily, not actually today, though. So he gets... But if he did, all he'd have to do is wrestle his way out of it. At one point, Fred says, we've got to turn WrestleMania into a trap. And I wish for, if I could wish one thing upon this movie, is that it gets to the sequence when it's actually a cage match in the ring. And I would wish that when the cage match starts, Fred's eyes light up like it's Christmas. (laughs) I would like him to be like, oh. The perfect trap, or something like that. <laughs> like, like he's uninterested in wrestling until the cage comes out. I get it now. <laughs> um, how do you feel about Gondor calling for aid <laughs> as part of the trap? So they have flares. Like, Fred lights a flare, and then, so, like, it, it's literally the Gondor calls for aid sequence in this movie. Because the power's gone out because of the EMP, and they all light flares so that wrestling can continue. And then when all the flares burn out, this is what I find wasteful. He waits until all the flares burn out, and then calls for for Triple H to turn on the generators. Why not while the flares are going? Is that a hazard in some way? Why not before the EMP even goes off, you turn on those... Those external generators that are far enough away from the blast? Yeah, I don't know. I I did love the flares, though. And again, another plan that Fred does in this movie that has to do with light. I, I'm noting, that's literally all my notes, is when he, he brings light. My last note for Fred, then. So we don't just have to hear Billy talking about illumination for the next, like, hour and a half. He gets really... Frustrated and tired of Daphne's infatuation with John Cena. Aren't we fucking all, Freddy? Yeah, should we- I feel that. Should we talk about Daphne here, or do you still want to save her till the end? You know what? We we might as well talk about Daphne, because her one note is that she is really against wrestling, doesn't want to go, she gets real pouty and upset and- super angry at Shaggy and Scooby like after they're all in the van and they forget to do bring the luggage so and she's extra upset because she doesn't want to go to wrestling in the first place and then 
like John Cena comes out of the fucking woods and takes off his shirt and a moonbeam hits his glistening, sweaty muscles and suddenly... All she wants to do is bang this fucker. Yeah. Like, she just wants to rip those jorts off him right then and there. <laughs> she she is just into the physical form of John Cena. She has fantasies about John Cena in this movie. We in, watched Daphne. In his fucking jorts. We watched Daphne I, have sexual fantasies about John Cena. How do you have sexual fantasies about a man in large jorts? I just don't get it. Before that, I will say, I absolutely loved how she was entirely checked out of the conversation with Shaggy and Scooby. She was just on her phone. She did not give a fuck about what anyone was talking about. Why does she go? She doesn't want to go. Like, this is the most Daphne has never wanted to do anything. Why does she go? Because Unless they're all living out of that fucking van, why doesn't Daphne just go home? She could have said, I'll sit this one out. Or, But she has zero motivation. She loads into the van. And, and then she sees John Cena. And that's what gets her really going. Yeah. She's a total wop for the rest of this. And at one point... John Cena texts her because she gave him her email, phone number, home address, and scarf size. And I can't remember exactly what John Cena was texting her. I think it was like the, the time of like a next match or something like that. I am going to hope that she was just receiving a text from like a mailing list. That he like, like, check out the next match at 4 p.m. Because I don't like the idea of... of professional wrestler John Cena texting Daphne Blake. I don't like the idea of Daphne Blake getting nothing to do besides getting all hot and bothered for dudes. 100%. Hey, you didn't like it how she only ever talked about Freddy and Mystery Inc.? Here's a new man. Every fucking piece of media after that only gets worse and worse. <laughs> she is the only one to notice that Reuben is upset. Uh, and he opens up to her, and now that I think about it, it's very similar to that scene where she sort of unloads on Irv in the, uh, Mechamut Menace. So there always just seems to be that one scene where someone has a moment with Daphne outside of that arc. But this, this is just two medias in a row where Daphne's entire arc is boys. I did like when she took a cell phone picture of him as John Cena was fighting a ghost bear while falling down a waterfall, and she called that epic, and admittedly, that is an epic photograph. And it's, you know, it's 2014, so you're gonna get a decent photo from that. Maybe not as good as Fred could have gotten with his SLR camera, this, but it's gonna look pretty good. This is when Fred yells, This is enough! Like, he has to turn to Daphne and be like, That is enough! Daphne, keep it in your fucking panties. <laughs> that, like, is, that is enough. My SLR camera is what we use to take epic shots here. I'm with Freddy. Daphne's really annoying. Every time she opened her goddamn mouth, I was rolling my eyes. Yeah, and I think from what I know, I think this is not an unshared opinion. I think a lot of people sort of take umbrage with the Daphne John Cena plot of this movie. Even just saying it. The Velma Vision. She's also pretty one note. Did you notice how, like, every fucking thing she had to say in this movie, she was reading off of her iPad? 
She's giving us fun facts about how the modern world of WWE is very similar to other ancient warrior customs. She explains that sporting events have had golden prizes for thousands of years. Yeah, no shit, Velma. It's a prize. It's an award. People have been handing out medals during sporting events before WrestleMania. What a fucking shocker. Like, she, she, and it's sort of up to her to understand the concept of trial by combat and say that Shaggy and Scooby must accept. No. Let's go to the police. <laughs> Take like him to no jail. Like normal people. We'll get a lawyer. It's a pretty cut and dry case if Scooby-Doo was under a post-hypnotic suggestion. I'm sorry that the feudal lords of WWE City are getting you a little hot and bothered. Like, she takes her nose out of her iPad for one second, and it's to get fucking bloodlust. Yeah. Sure, that's in character. And, <laughs> and she does, she gets really excited about WWE right at the end, where she's like, This is awesome! Did she have an arc to support that? Not she, really. She was academically interested in it the whole time. It's not and like she was really uninterested in it. We've seen her, like, hockey and shit, yeah. so it's not such a leap that she would also like wrestling. I don't know, it's it's stupid, it's forced. My last note for Velma is she's got a stink-ass grandpa. <laughs> Stinky Grandpa Dinkley. Stink-ass grandpa. This, is this why she decides to go to WrestleMania? Because she doesn't want to be, like, around stinky grandpa? I think that's it. I mean, like, I'm I pretty sure that's what she said. She's <laughs> like, it's better than being with my stink-ass grandpa. <laughs> it's a wild film, Amelia. All right. Very nearly an hour into this. Let's move to minor mentions. And it probably will not surprise our listeners to learn that many of these minor mentions are real-life wrestlers. These are real-life people with elaborate backstories. You will not know it for their names, though. Our first minor mentioned is simply named The Miz. Uh, oh, do we see The Miz first, or do we see Kane? I'm pretty sure Kane is the first one who comes wandering up that hill. Although we don't really learn much about him. He's okay, just sort of a monolithic figure. We'll start with Kane. He's walking. He is. There we go. We've used up everything if we had just waited a little bit longer for Kane. He is a, a very large, intimidating man. More a force of nature than a man, I would say, in the way that he is portrayed here. I just did, like, a bit of a cursory glance at his actual story in the WWE. Apparently, he is the Undertaker's brother. And the Undertaker burned his face, and that's why he wears a mask, and why he is, like, out for vengeance on stuff. The two men are not related in real life whatsoever. So, it's stupid, is what you're telling me. I mean, you're <laughs> laughing at it, but... He, he is also now, uh, I believe, currently the Republican mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. Well, fuck him. Yeah. Republican? No fan of that. Suck a fat one, Kane. I hope the skinny man and dead meat destroy you in the ring. We actually learned that he had held the title belt, but apparently it was revoked for some reason. 
like for some something happened and Kane was like ostracized from the WWE and the honor of the belt was taken away from him. And I guess that's why he's now fighting Shaggy and Scooby. Like, like, okay, they might earn their freedom and he might like maybe he did a crime that need that needs to be wrestled out. I don't know. I don't know what Kane's crime is. Being Republican. Well, there you go. And then there's The Miz. You have nothing else to say for Kane? You just want I, to talk about his backstory? Did you not make any in-movie notes? I ta- Well, I talked about the fact that he that he he was revoked. There's a word that I'm trying to find. It's not revoked. Maybe it's revoked, but like the, the belt was taken away from him. I mean, he, he is the one who ultimately does come in and fight Shaggy and Scooby. Okay, do you not want to do jokes? Like how it's fucking dress rehearsal and he hits the stage with all his pyrotechnics all at once. And then later <laughs> when he enters it during actual showtime, there's nothing. It's not that I don't want to do jokes. He <laughs> blew his fucking wad on a practice run. He truly did. You know what? It really feels like, like, I don't know what he did to get kicked out of the WWE. But he needed to impress Vince the most in that scenario. He needed to get Vince to go wide-eyed and go like, Oh, yeah, I I will bring you back. And you can fight Shaggy and Scooby-Doo. And then, like, once he's in, he's in. He doesn't have to work for it for the crowd. Vince is his prime audience. And apparently in this universe, everyone is is worshipping Vince McMahon's big old wrestling commissioner cock on the daily. So what does it matter if Kane does it? He's got the whole rest of the world, according to this movie. But I don't, hey, there's, there's something about Kane and his pyrotechnics that puts a glint in Vince's eye. Or, you know, we keep saying Vince. He is <laughs> actually in the credits as... Mr. McMahon. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, we will not be calling you Mr. All right, now, The Miz. Walking briskly while doing life affirmations is how he opens this movie. Who's awesome? I'm awesome. Who's awesome? I'm awesome. And, like, I feel like that would be very helpful for someone like me. But for someone like him, really just makes him feel like a bit of a dick. Why? I don't know. Like, he's full of himself. That's but the why? sense I get from from the Miz because he's like muscular or stuff. Yeah, yes. And Be- you're feeling piteous for yourself because you gained yeah. a little bit of weight in your thirties. I need I need the self affirmations. I don't think the Miz does. The maybe, Miz seems to be doing fine. Maybe you need a workout routine like the Miz. Maybe you need to walk briskly while you do your life affirmations because from where I'm sitting, if you're just sitting there like listening to a podcast and to yourself being like, who's awesome? I'm awesome. You're the one that looks like a total fucking dick. See, I I was going into the known character of The Miz as a very, like, self-centered, self-angrogizing person. Yeah, because you know that just off the top of your head. Well, I've I've done the research and... And I'm feeling very attacked right now. Yeah, you should. I guess I, I did bring myself into it. I did say it would be okay if I said I'm awesome. Sorry, I I opened myself up for that punch from you. That's how wrestling works. You can't leave yourself open. You gotta block the jabs. Do you? Do people jab in wrestling? Have you never seen wrestling matches where one of them just has to, like, lie on the floor while the other one 
grandstands for like 30 seconds before he gets pile-drived. Like, you don't think someone who was actually in the danger of getting hurt would, like, try to leave in any kind of way? I think, yeah, if this was real, they would all just be trying, they would be getting in their cars and driving (laughs) as far away from the ring as possible. Because, do you know, when you go into the ring, people try and fight you there. And that's just a load of nonsense. The Miz is the first person to encounter the fire bear, and... The bear attacks him, forces him down onto his knee. His knee hits the asphalt of the road, and it crumbles. Implying, oh, look at these superhumans that belong to the WWE. No, that man's knee is now shattered. Well, I would also say, to me, if this is like the feudal lands of Vince McMahon, you know he's not paying for good infrastructure. These roads would crumble no matter who fell on it. Fund road repair, Vince McMahon. How do you know he's not? That's the road leading into WWE City. I feel he's like he's going to pave mm, that with gold to draw people to this place. That that's true. That is where he has the sign of the, the smiling and waving man. So the sign speaks. Doesn't it? Wa- I remember it waving. I don't think it waves. I feel like waving and talking, that's crazy. I don't know if it's crazy. It's a bit much. It's its two things when you really need the one. Catch the eye and then catch the ear. The Miz is bitch slapped out of his clothing. And it leaves a big old scratch across of his face. So he is our first victim of this movie. It takes what is most important to him, his beauty. And uh, we just see him throughout the rest of the movie... He's in, like, a cast and a sling. He is a broken man. Why they chose him to be the last person when Gondor calls for aid to light those flares? No, it was the generators that he switched. No. No, was it the flares? Yeah, he was the one that did the flares. Well, it really seemed like the whole plan depended on him, and he couldn't reach it because he was in traction. Like most wrestlers are 90% of the time, I assume. Well, no, hearkening back to that segment on last week tonight with John Oliver, when he talks about wrestlers, uh, they should be in traction, but they're popping pills because they have to go on stage. Right, right. So maybe, maybe The Miz, even though I'm making fun of him, maybe he's the only one who's truly taking care of himself and allowing his body to recover. And maybe that's admirable. Next up. Is it Vince McMahon that hits the scene? Because technically he's on the CD. Yes, well, I had written... The game disc. I had Sin Cara and John Cena there, but that was more their pixelated forms. This was an actual recorded message by Vince McMahon, so he is next on screen. (laughs) And here's what I don't understand. This whole concept of the contest, we later learned was orchestrated by the villain. That, like, he hacked into the game discs and allowed it to go out like that with sort of an unauthorized contest. No, he hacked into the WWE email server and just passed around fake memos so that it was an actual thing that happened. But it was like a... He made them believe it was their idea in the first place situation. Oh, Oh, he inceptioned it. Sure. Okay, he did an inception. The car went off the bridge and time slowed for everybody. Yep. That makes sense. Um, I was just going to question 
how Vince McMahon did that video. But if it was an Inception, that makes total sense. Would you stop saying it's an Inception? <laughs> you saw the movie once. I did. And I don't think you liked it. I mean, you didn't dislike it as much as I disliked no, it. No, you really... But... The fact that you disliked it is the reason why I've only seen it once. Because we're connected at the hip, and Billy can't just excuse himself to go to the bedroom and watch a movie on his own. That would be like two and a half hours. I could easily do that without you. I would love to do that without you. That would be fabulous. To be without you for two and a half hours. Would you like me to go for a little walk after this recording? It's kind, of, it's kind of feeling like you would like two and a half hours. <laughs> I would like COVID to be done and for you to go back to work. <laughs> I, uh, I understand. Yeah, uh, Vince McMahon. Also, can I, like, do not sign a contract with this man. That is my first comment. There are so many disclaimers on this game disc. Uh, my first thing is stop bowing down to this fucking tyrant. Yeah. Vince McMahon is bad. I think that is an immutable fact of this plane of reality. And it's very strange that this movie... This movie doesn't even totally go against that. I think Vince McMahon is still kind of a predatory dick in this movie. Which is weird, because it's sort of, like, with Vince's approval. I think you're reading too much into it. Anything truly predatory that you're seeing is because you know his character. Right. If I was coming into this purely fresh with no idea of who Min Vince McMahon even was, I would probably just see him as the, the great mayor of WWE City. Yeah. So this contest goes on a WWE game because it needs to put in post-hypnotic trances into people that win it. Yep. But it's on a WWE game. So, like, no one is winning this because no one plays these games. No, these are Besides just the Monster creator. Factory. <laughs> you just go and you create a funny little man and you watch him dance. That's all you do in a WWE game. <laughs> I remember when your brothers came with the one WWE game, the, the most fun I had was just pretending I was Andre the Giant and just walking away from the ring continuously. You did that with everyone they made you play as. I'm out! <laughs> if you get if you stay out of the ring, you're safe. No one fights you. I was I was like, all right, I'm gonna go shoot the princess bride. That's what I wanted to do. Vince McMahon walks into an office at one point where the kids are talking to like the marketing director or something, and he he busts in and he's just like, I've done research on you kids, and I know that you're mystery solvers, implying. He didn't know they were mystery solvers before he was doing research on them. So confirmed, Vince McMahon does research on children just <laughs> for his own purposes, He's... his own private time. And you know what? Anybody entering WWE City, you sign away all of your rights. Vince McMahon is now able to pull your social security records, your dental, your high school transcripts. It's all on the table for Vince McMahon. Feudal Lord of WWE City. Can we talk about John Cena? He's next. He is a nice man. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's it. Need to know. I feel like <laughs> that is where we do leave John Cena in this movie. Like, yes, his body gleams in the moonlight. But beyond that, I feel like his character is just that of a nice man. He goes for a solo jog in the woods. 
takes a pocket full of VIP passes just in case he finds someone that he can <laughs> kindly give them out to. Yes. <laughs> Trying to spread the- I bet he bought those with his own pocket change. The scraps that Vince McMahon allows him to dance for after yeah. WrestleMania. He spends it all on WrestleMania tickets so that he can give it out to poor children on the side of the road. Even if those children have already won tickets <laughs> via a video game contest. I guess this is tickets for everyone because technically it was just Scooby that won it. <laughs> right. So the rest of the gang would have had to wait outside. Yeah, seemingly. He gets hit with a full picnic table at one point. There's a reason you hear give him the chair and not give him the full seasonal picnic table. I think chairs rolls off the tongue better. It, it generally does. Plus, they fold. It's easy to put them away. You want to put a picnic table away, you get a forklift. Or That's not true. Two strong guys. Two moderately uh, capable of using their legs and arms people. <laughs> like, God. strong guys is even a bit of a stretch. Well, where are we going to find those in WWE City? <laughs> but still, I just want to point out, full picnic table getting hit with... It's going to get splinters. It's a lot. Jumping ahead briefly to Sin Cara, who does not have any speaking lines and uh, communicates fully through dance for some reason. John Cena is the only person able to understand that. Yeah. As he speaks masked luchador dance. It's sort of like, I wish they had done a little thing where maybe sh they highlighted that only Shaggy could really understand Scooby. And then only John oh, Cena. Yeah, as that's I really as nice. I say it, I'm realizing it's super racist. Mexican I, people yeah. love to be called dogs. Well, but here's the thing: that was already in the movie where John Cena had to interpret. So it just did bring to mind the like, <laughs> like Chewbacca or things like that. So that's already in the movie. It's not totally me. That's already in the movie. It's you for bringing it to light yeah. in that way. If you were Sin Cara, would you be happy or upset that you were such a big character in this movie, but you didn't have to do any voice acting? Well, when, uh, when did his contract expire? He's now with the Mexican Federation of, of Wrestlers. I... Did his contract expire right as he was supposed to go in to record this movie? And then suddenly Vince McMahon was like, nah. That would be weird to me if they kept him as such a highlighted character. Oh, it is going to take me a long time to read this Wikipedia article. Guess I'll get myself oh, a snack then. 2019 is, is his return to Mexico. So it looks like, yeah. Was uh, he with the WWE right up until then? On December 8th, WWE officially granted his release and Arias departed from the company, though he was imposed a 90-day non-compete clause by the WWE, which expired on March 7th, 2020. So it's, it's very new that he's no longer with the WWE. As of this year. Alright, well then just fuck him. One last person to pay. <laughs> but, but keeping back on John Cena, when he, when he wrestles the boulder... The most iconic image in all of Christendom. And John Cena leaping off of a cliff and the to slam into a boulder. And the movie knows it's going to be iconic because that's the only part we actually bring in John Cena's music. Yay! So 
slams into that boulder and it it just starts, man. It's it's so fucking stupid. He, he, it's, it's hurtling towards the gang. It's gonna fall off a cliff. It's gonna they're it's gonna kill everyone in Mystery Incorporated. And John Cena wrestles that boulder to safety. And wins. He wrestles a boulder and wins. As his iconic theme music plays. Hits that boulder with his Cena meat and his music kicks in and it's a fucking win and it's just it just makes you want to sit down and, and weep because it's so cringy. It's, it's very, yeah. It's, it's animated and yet you can't get rid of the cringe because that's just what wrestling is. Well, how did you feel a little bit later where we found like the hidden cave system? And they use them like a boogie board? Oh, I was going to go even before that, when John Cena explains an electromagnetic pulse. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know why we took that away from Velma. <laughs> John Cena, I want to say that John Cena, the actor, was just very excited to explain the electromagnetic pulse, and they just decided to use it. But yeah, more important is when they use him as a boogie board. Because he gets knocked out and he's having his little John Cena nap on the floor of the caverns. And then the caverns flood. And the other three are on a floating table and they're just like, where are the guys? And then suddenly Shaggy and Scooby crest a wave (laughs) atop John Cena's still unconscious body. The best analog I can say is David Hasselhoff in the Spongebob movie. But even, even that wasn't really David Hasselhoff. Now, well, okay, actually, this is this not really John Cena. John it's Cena. also animated. The point but. is, David Hasselhoff's character was somehow, uh, like, motor-propelled, and that's mm-hmm. what kept him atop the water. What's keeping Cena yes! on the water? What is Cena made out of? That's He's it. so buoyant. Because even in the narrative of that Spongebob movie, David Hasselhoff was some sort of superhuman figure. Like, we don't know humans in the world of Spongebob. Maybe this is just what they do. Here, John Cena's a normal man who is drowning. And Shaggy and Scooby are holding him <laughs> under in the rapids. It's it's nice enough to have animated him face up, at least. But he, he's not in the water boogie board and it face down. But this man already got hit in the head. He probably has a concussion. This is not good for him. He's probably already had a concussion from that picnic table incident. Just last night this happened. There are many reasons he could have had a concussion. Did you know he's going to get an animated series on HBO Max? Okay. Actually, I actually don't know if it's animated or live action, but it's his character from Suicide Squad, uh, who is, I believe, called The Peacemaker, and the show is going to be called Fuck! It's The Peacemaker! So that's fun. Okay. That's this little plot. Hey. Is it, if it was animated, I could believe it's because, like, everyone's going to get a spinoff like that Harley Quinn animated series. Yeah, I think that's probably right. But check it out on HBO Max. HBO, send that check anytime. Uh, then there's Cookie. D- should we talk about Sinkara instead of Cookie, since we've already, like, half talked about Sinkara? Sure. I might have used everything I had for Sinkara, but if you have more, go ahead. I do. He gets a tag team matchup in, like, the opening wrestling sequence that you see here in WWE City. And he has a lot more style and grace than Cena. And it's a weird matchup for a a doubles match. Yeah, Because Cena's just going in there, doing his stupid, you can't see me hands, and then Sinkara comes in with, like, some actual skill and grace. Yeah, because, like... 
keep it clear, listeners, we can see him the entire time. He's, like, I don't know if John Cena just doesn't have object permanence, and he's doing a peekaboo type thing. (laughs) (laughs) But he does not go invisible once. Like you'd think he would. Sin Cara also has a Hot Wheels car. Or... (laughs) Or, if you prefer, a car that Homer Simpson designs. Okay. Uh, It has three levels of seating. I don't understand. Like, surely WrestleMania, like the WrestleMania, there's there's very little car component to it. And yet the way Sin Cara's car is designed here, like someone got so excited. It has three levels. And I know regular minivans have three levels of seats, mm-hmm. but, like, it's all on the same plane. It's on the these, horizontal axis. These seats all go up, so it's like fucking stadium seating in Sin Cara's Hot Wheel cars. Also, should he be driving in that fucking luchador mask? Maybe it's How's a, his visibility? It's a prescription luchador mask. <laughs> he needs it for driving. And my last note for Sin Cara is that he flips everywhere, and that's just gotta be plain exhausting. Yeah. Where's the deleted scenes where Sin Cara's just kind of crashing on the couch? Alright, now we can talk about Cookie and his nephew, Reuben. Yeah. My nephew, you see. Reuben. Reuben, my nephew. I'm pretty sure that's how he introduces him every fucking time. Use those computers, Reuben. You're good at computers. Computers are the future. Can't help but feel they're a little problematic. I feel like it's such a... Like, I feel like I saw this father and son... On an episode of House one time of just like the, uh, the, uh, the, the proud black man who's, who's worked himself up by his roots and he wants his son to do better. I feel like I see this plot over and over again. Well, it's his nephew, you see. His so nephew, it's different. Reuben. It's different. 100% now. different. Cookie doesn't want Reuben to be a pro wrestler because pro wrestling took everything from Cookie. Fucked up his knee. He didn't get any kind of, like, healthcare or compensation from Vince McMahon, because obviously you're not going to do. And this is what I find really strange, that in their hype-up wrestling movie, they have a character who's like, Wrestling will chew you up and spit you out. Vince McMahon doesn't care about you. He doesn't go that hard, but kinda. Kinda. He doesn't want his nephew in this business. These two... Why are they in WWE City? Like, sure, Cookie has ties to it in the past, but, like, what is he doing for this compound nowadays? Paying off his many debts to Vince McMahon, surely. And why is his nephew gotta be here? They work in indentured servitude to Vince. This is getting more problematic by the minute! So, as part of their working off uh, their many debts to Vince McMahon... They have to drive beside wrestlers that decide to jog in the woods. Yeah, because this, this is one of their roles. This is how we first meet Cookie and Ruben, is that they are driving along John Cena at night to ensure his safety from the ghost bear. They're not driving him along. They're driving beside him as They're, he jogs because apparently yeah, driving w- alongside him. WWE doesn't have a fucking treadmill that John Cena could do this on. I can understand. Also, can we just say there's no way that John Cena does cardio? He does lifts and no, then he calls it a day. He's all about strength. I can see, though, that John Cena would... Like, we, we know for a fact that they do have treadmills on the compound. 
but John Cena loves to get that fresh mountain air. That feels very much in line with his character, that he needs to get out there into the woods for a jog, probably find a squirrel with a broken leg and splint it so that he can help them out. Does he break the squirrel's leg? No, he specifically does not. Um, but he's, I, I he's looking for like poor children to give the WrestleMania tickets to. If there's so many broken-legged squirrels that John Cena just happens to stumble upon every jog, I'd, I'd get a little suspicious of the man. I'm Are not you wrestling saying, squirrels? I'm not saying he finds it every time. And I wouldn't lay this all at John Cena's feet. Look at Kane in the woods here. Like, he is just standing in the woods and glowering. If you think any wrestler's gonna break a squirrel's legs, it's one of the heels. Again, they're all just regular people that couldn't get on Broadway. So they had to take those acting chops somewhere else. Fuck, how good would it be if they did a Broadway show, though? Reuben wants Why to- is there no musical Reuben! episode of WrestleMania? Reuben wants to be a pro wrestler, but he is not allowed- even though he has already made his costume and name. What is this What is this character he's made, Amelia? The Bone Bender. And how has he made his costume? With bones he bought on the internet. <laughs> That's just not safe, Reuben. Apparently there are some states where it's illegal to own, like, a human bone of any kind, even if you come by it, like, you know, go into a, a bone shop and I've buy got it. over 200 just in my hand. And, uh... I read this on Tumblr. I think I think the person was in maybe like Tennessee, Georgia, Kentucky, some backwards fucking ass southern state and they mentioned just offhandedly to someone that they had bought like a human bone in LA or something as yeah. like a keepsake, a cool spooky souvenir, and like the feds came and took it and almost charged them with a crime. Yeah. Be careful about who you tell about your bones. So, I hope this isn't happening in a state where you're going to get arrested for owning human bones because the black man's not going to get off with a warning. Well, and my thing is, just from a wrestling perspective, if you have some actual bones tied around your arms, and then you do, like, a pile driver on someone, if those bones catch something wrong and, like, they splinter, and now you're just shoving a shard of bone into, like, Triple H's jaw... I don't know how a pile driver works. <laughs> then, then that's just really bad, right? Yeah, it seems like you shouldn't have add-ons to your costume. Like, you can have bones. That's your entrance costume, but you take that the fuck off when you get in the ring. You can have it made of, like, pool noodle. You can have that kind of bone. We'll get you some foam and you can cut out a bone shape. Look like a spooky skeleton man. <laughs> Not a barbarian from the wilderness. <laughs> uh, speaking of a barbarian from the wilderness, uh, uh, there is a hick man named Baird who is out in the woods with a shotgun and a pet raccoon that is trying to keep people out of his woods as harshly as Mark Hamill's character from Zombie Island was trying to keep them out of his swamp. Now, I was so surprised to learn that this was an original character of uh, of Scooby-Doo WrestleMania mystery. Because I could have sworn in one of the few times I've seen wrestling, I've seen a man like this. I thought he was like an old member of the Wyatt family or something like that. That That's like a family of swamp magic wrestlers. 
So I thought he might have been one of those, but no, he's just an old man with a shotgun and a, and a raccoon. He's he's Mark Hamill's character from Zombie Island, but instead of a hog in a swamp, he's got a raccoon in the woods. What could possibly be clearer, Billy? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, Baird Seaguire. Here he is. <laughs> he's a distant relation. He tries Split to off of the gene pool. He tries to crush the gang with boulders that he shotguns off a cliff. That's the thing. He should go to prison. He's the one who sent the boulder out that John Cena had to wrestle. They were on his gut dang land, Billy. He told them once to not do that. I just can't Damn it. help but feel <laughs> that the law is not operating in this district. The no, way it should. No, because Vince McMahon moved in and declared a sovereign state. Destroyed the local legal ecosystem. He bought this land from Destroido, who had also done the same <laughs> thing. It's the canonical postscript to the destroyed universe of the original Mystery Incorporated. Is that after Crystal Cove falls into the sea... Vince McMahon buys it and turns it into WWE City. Next up is a wrestler called Brodus Clay, who gets some backup dancers in the opening wrestling montage to escort him onto stage. And then I'm pretty sure for the rest of the movie, the only thing he says is Funktastic. Yeah. What the fuck? Does he say that in real life? Because that's really stupid. There's, well, what about the wrestler? Amelia, there was a wrestler with a sock puppet. Do you remember the sock puppet man? Um, that, was that Santino Marella? I think so. He had a snake hand snake. puppet? But it was a hand puppet. Does he do that in real life? What's stupider, a hand puppet or funktastic? I think I've seen the snake man do it real. Audience, we're going to have a vote on this when this episode goes live. What's cringier? Snake hand puppet saying funktastic. You're going to, I'm, we're going to get some real wrestle fans who are putting like legitimate answers on that poll. I bet anyone who actually follows WWE, I don't know if you hate or you love this episode of Scooby-Doo's or Scooby-Don'ts, but we have ill-informed opinions. Look. My opinion that going to fight a man with a sock puppet is not ill-informed. It is 100% facts that that is stupid as fuck. That's not ill-informed. Does he do like a three stooges, like, poke you in the eyes? Like, I've distracted you with this snake and now a poke is coming? And now here's the thing. We're not doing this episode for WWE fans. We're doing it for Scooby fans. And Scooby fans don't like this fucking movie, so everyone's on our side. They're gonna act just like us as saying, what is happening? Uh, we get the announcer of the WWE, one Michael Cole. His table gets smashed. And he says, that's my favorite table. Probably and the best line of the movie. All I can think is, oh, God, he brought that from home because Vince McMahon runs this company really poorly. You know, he didn't just bring it from home. He actually built that table. He spent so many evenings in his garage, planing, sanding, getting it just right so that he, he could set it up there with pride for the big WrestleMania event. That's why he says, that's my favorite table. Because he put the work into it himself. And that's always going to be your favorite object. The one that you built from scratch. 
Michael Cole, you deserve better than what Vince McMahon is doing to you and your table. Uh, then we have AJ Lee, briefly mentioned during Shaggy and Scooby. Yes. She is a diva. She wears green. AJ Lee is enlisted to help Shaggy and Scooby train, and she's really bad at it. She's really bad at it. Why is she making them lift weights the day before? That's not how exercise works. They're not suddenly going to wake up totally ripped, able to hold their own in the wrestling ring. You're just going to exhaust them before the fight. She's less training, more babysitting. That's what it feels like to me. And She's why did looking this, to wear them out. Why did this have to fall on AJ Lee and not Brodus Clay? Why did the woman have to babysit the man children? I don't know. Why not the big show? Alberta Del Rio. Other names I wrote down without any context. The Big Show. The Big Show. That's a man's name. Is it a man we see? Because my next one is Triple H. I mean, we must have seen him if we if I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why I would just write The Big Show with, uh, with no other reason. It might be one of the ones that has no speaking lines that John Cena wrestles in the beginning. I, th I think so. So my next one with lines is one Triple H, who goes around WWE City this whole movie in nothing but his, like, wrestling diaper, his wrestling thong, mm -hmm. you know, his little, his little swimsuit thing that the, they wear in the ring. The V-neck for your crotch. <laughs> he never wears a shirt. How has he not died from lack of service? Like, if... He, uh, the restaurant that we see him eating inside of. It's not even like he's on the patio. He's inside a restaurant. He's inside a restaurant, mostly nude. And we already know that, like, WWE City takes place in this little valley. So, like, I feel like you would get some wins there. Like, I, if, he, if he is going to wear the V-thong, like, at, <laughs> at least put a little shawl around your shoulders so that you keep warm, Mr. Ugh. <laughs> Imagine if you just pronounced the H's like that. That was the stupidest thing I've ever heard. From shawl to fucking... <laughs> pronouncing three H's pronouncing... in a row? <laughs> Stop doing it! It's awful! I don't even, I don't even know if the mic is picking it up. <laughs> to be quite honest. Oh, I hope not. The audience shouldn't have to endure. <laughs> Miss Richards is another original character. She seems to be some sort of executive with the WWE. She says the word indeed a lot. Indeed. And says what the heck very earnestly, like a grown adult says the word heck outside of dog memes on the internet. Me a heckin' fright. She is also the one who calls in, like, the WWE police to hold Shaggy and Scooby. Again, not comfortable with this city having its own police. Oh, most cities have their own police forces. Now that I think about it, I <laughs> guess I'm, that's I'm not, not the weirdest thing. And I'm not comfortable with that either. No. Miss Richards has been told that there is a bomb on the premises. Not like, you know, an exploding bomb, but a bomb that's going to knock out power and fucking satellite feeds, so you're not going to be able to watch WrestleMania anyways, you might as well just cancel it for everyone's safety, you know? People are going to panic in the dark, get trampled, blah blah blah. She says, 
canceling WrestleMania would be like canceling Christmas. On what fucking planet, lady? It is, however, highly accurate. Because if wrestling didn't get shut down for coronavirus, I don't know what the hell would. See- Certainly not the threat of a dog. What's happening with, like, the matches during coronavirus is so much more different because it it's awful because, you know, the wrestlers' lives are still in danger and whatnot. Vince McMahon is, is obviously doing this against the better- judgment of like you know health officials and hex and experts but she's gonna pack in thousands of people into a stadium and then let them panic true grandma is gonna get trampled (laughs) there's no even like just so you know everybody there is a threat of an electromagnetic pulse we have planned for that contingency please remain seated we have flares Gondor will be here shortly. <laughs> no, Gondor was the one calling for hate. Well, oh, <laughs> uh, I'm just getting word that we are Gondor. <laughs> so, oh, don't you know, I'm turning into a little Fargo now. That's the typical Gondor accent. Uh, Triple H is going to pull a lever and then, <laughs> then we'll all be fine. Doesn't Triple H have to wrestle? Why is he all the way out in the parking lot? Why couldn't one of the girls pull the lever? He pulled. This actually leads to a question. How many events are usually at WrestleMania? Because Shaggy and Scooby were supposed to be the opening act. And admittedly, there was some, like, hubbub with the electromagnetic pulse. But it seems like as soon as their wrestle is over... WrestleMania is just done. And from what I know, there's like 16 matches in a night or something like that. Well, no, their their match with Kane kind of reaches its natural conclusion and then a giant fire bear bursts out onto the stage. Yeah. And everyone has to tag team it. So I don't know, like the power totally going out doesn't stop WrestleMania, but then as soon as this bear is down, that's the ending of it. Like, they wouldn't be hustling that bear out of there to get the fucking divas in. Yeah. <laughs> we were, you know, we're not cutting to, like, now we're going to do a sketch. I mean, admittedly, it's hard, it's hard to top wrestling a ghost bear. <laughs> and speaking... Well, I was going to make a natural shift to the villain here, but I have one more minor mention I want to talk about. The man with the signs. <laughs> there is a fantastic joke where there is a man behind Michael Cole... Uh, who is holding signs that are just completely appropriate for whatever is happening. The last one, he's holding a sign that says, Is that a bear? (laughs) He's actually mute, and he uses that uh, Wile E. Coyote style to write out, you know, what he wants Ah, to say to people around him. That's not allowed. They actually have to, like, approve of all the signs that you're bringing in ahead of time. So that that they know that it is something that they can actually have up there. It's a message that they want and that it is uh, pertinent to the match. So this man with a sign, I believe he's some sort of precog who, who knew a bear was going to be there, but I guess wasn't sure that that's what it actually was. So I, th- I think 
Whereas we're saying, is that a bear? I think his interpretation of the sign is, is that a bear? He knows a bear's going to be here. He's not sure if this is it. And I'm going to go with the much more reasonable explanation that he just managed to sneak in a whiteboard. Carrying on. All right. The, uh... So wait, you say that the signs have to be pertinent to the match. I mean, maybe Why not. then in WWE games do you have the option to, like, put on a sign, it's my birthday? Well... You remember when they do the pebble in every sign? I do. I think that's pertinent, though. Saying it's your birthday is pertinent. I'm not saying it has to be into the thematic core. It just has to not be like, bring back the rock. If the rock's not there, like, what the fuck's the point of that sign? That's, you He's know. expressing his love for a past wrestler. We don't like... How is that not mm, pertinent That's a personal opinion. We don't approve of those. Not in WWE City. Did you have any other minor mentions? I'm sure we're missing people. No, I wanted to stop after Miss Richards and move on, <laughs> to be honest. Well then, uh, let's talk about this villain. I wrote it down first as the skeletal fire bear. <laughs> because I don't read ghost from it. It looks to me to be some sort of fire elemental who is then covered in a skeleton. Like, that skeleton is always on the exterior of its of its flamey red middle. But no, it's just like a red ghost bear with bones. Do you read ghost from Space Kook? Space Kook is very similar. Space Kook is ghost. Space Kook is mostly skeleton. But because... It's in it because he is restrained in this in the space suit. I can imagine the ghost inhabiting that form, but I not just, being a bear. No, I do not read bear from Space Kook. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you know that's not what I was asking. <laughs> you, no, this bear. I don't know. Uh, because the bones to me, it doesn't seem like. I don't know. It's just a. It's like a demon bear to me. This bear reads as demon. More than ghost. And can I tell you, I love the look of it. Well, maybe they couldn't say the word demon because of that one wrestler. Ooh. So this bear actually has a bit of a history. Sinkara's great-great-great-grandfather fought a real bear in ye olden times of wrestling. Uh, and that bear has come back for vengeance. Well, the story is that that bear was unbeatable. Mm-hmm. But then Sin Cara's relative goes in there, beats the bear, and the bear, who is uh, an animal and completely capable of holding on to grudges and doing things maliciously yep. and on purpose. Animals often do, just like in Jaws 3, The Revenge. That's the whole point of Moby Dick, is that you should definitely go after that whale because it knows what it did. It knows. <laughs> it's not just a stupid animal. No. And Anyways. you know what? It's And it's definitely a really good idea to glamorize an era where we had wrestlers fight bears. Let's totally glamorize that, please. It wasn't cruel. It was, in fact, very cool. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, this bear goes on a temper tantrum because it lost. It lost in a wrestling match, and losing its title really means a lot to it. You know, it's not just a bear whose spirit has been broken because they keep it in a cage to fight people. And another big problem I have with it, we do see it in flashback, uh, John Cena 
tells us the story while Sinkara interpretively dances it. This is his great-great-great-grandfather, like four generations removed. And you see this bear throwing around cars. Yeah. So? Cars are relatively new. My great-grandmother was born in, like, 1902, and that's only one great- You're looking at, like, two other generations beforehand. I feel like four generations ago, there aren't gonna be cars. Why can't it just look for things to throw around? It could. It could throw anything. To me, the presence of cars confuses me as to the time frame. Wait, what are you talking about? Are you talking about when it trashes Sin Cara's car? No, in the past. I'm talking about in the flashback. He's throwing around old-timey cars. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, he can throw around any cars he wants today. Okay, because that's what I'm arguing. That's what it sounds like you're upset about. No, I'm, I'm, I don't understand the timeline. Okay. I, yeah, I, f I think they put too many greats in there. Or maybe the great-great-great-grandfather was 107 when he wrestled <laughs> the bear and had already seen two other generations. They were already there. That could be it. That could be it. So I, I do have a bit of a problem here in that this is a super scary monster and the movie itself really doesn't care about it. I don't, Why are you shocked about that? I think that it's been so long since we've had a villain where I really look at it and I'm like, holy shit, what is that? That's so fucking cool and scary and good. And the movie just wants us to show wrestling. Yeah. I, it's like, oh, why did you waste this villain here? He has a bone face. This is what every movie going forward is going to be, honey. You think Kiss Rock and Roll Mystery is going to be for a really cool villain and not just to, like, try and make Kiss relevant again so that they can have more money? Like I'm fine with that. Look, I'm fine with shilling because I, I will shit all over it and happily do so. But, like, keep this guy for when you give a shit about it. I guess I would have rathered a worse villain because, to me, what is the Master Criminal plan of this ghost bear. The ghost bear is Cookie. He is in a hydraulic suit of some kind that he built. He's literally just looking to ruin the WWE because it ruined his life. This is what Vince McMahon will drive you to. He, he hurt his knee and it kind of seems like one of those situations where if, if Vince McMahon had been giving his performers proper health care. He could have gotten some physiotherapy and been back in the ring in like a year. But instead, he was like just relegated off to the side to like forever be a cripple now because Vince McMahon can't sacrifice the $12 a month premium for health care. To literally, all right, you now have to invent your own leg brace system. Yeah. He you didn't can't even, even buy it. He didn't even get like a polio crutch. <laughs> from Vince McMahon. So feasibility, yes, absolutely. You can get this mad at Vince McMahon. Yeah, honestly, a lot went into this. Uh, hacking to get the computer program with hypnotic impulses and shit into it. Uh, mechanics, hypnosis. But he did it all because he was screwed over by Vince. And that does feel very feasible. And honestly, like, my heart goes out to him. I thought the gang 
were way too aggressive with him when the plan was revealed. They were just like, and you were gonna ruin WrestleMania just because it ruined your life. Yeah. Okay, granted, he did almost imprison Shaggy and Scooby. Scooby was framed for a crime here. They might be taking it personally. But doesn't your heart go out to him at all? I mean, it does. He was trying to imprison a an entitled white boy and a dog. I mean, that's not the worst thing you could imprison. They're gonna get off. They can wrestle their way out of it, and it's all fake. Is there a terror scale on this bear for you? Because I gave it, like, a three, and I can't remember my reasoning for that, so I probably honestly wanted to give it, like, a zero. Really? Because I love this bear... So much. You know what? I just love bears in real life. I feel like I'm not even scared of real bears, even though I should be. Like, if I ever saw a grizzly in the wild, your first instinct should be fear, but mine would be like, I love bears, and I would try to hug it. I get that. I just think that this bear is such a fantastic design. I Even from, like, the first time we see it, where it's just, like, fucking destroying the Miz, it's... <laughs> Fucking destroy. Destroy. That man is dead. (laughs) Oh my god, if the Miz is actually dead, I'm gonna feel like an asshole. (laughs) But I really loved this ghost bear. I think he was underutilized in this movie, but on his own, he's fantastic. I gave this ghost bear a 9 out of 10. Oh my god. I was so surprised you went so low. He's a great design. No, I don't like animal spirits. They're boring. Well, this this is a wide gulf here on the ghost bear. Wide. Do you have any other thoughts or feelings on WrestleMania mystery? I don't know if we got into this earlier, but it needs to be brought to attention again. Even if we did mention it, we're bringing it to attention again. The wrestlers within WWE City don't just get to have houses. They have to live within a walled ghetto at the back. Of the place hidden by trees and mountains, you know, out of the sight of the public. And they just live in a, literally... They have, like, cabins. They have concrete squares that they live in. Everything is just dirt. When do they put on their ragged headscarves and go wait in line for their daily rations of beets and bread, Billy? (laughs) Because that's what I feel like this ghetto is all about. When is John Cena gonna put on his babushka headscarf and go wait in line for his beets and bread, Billy? I don't know, but I'm... <laughs> I'm th- I was trying to think of, like, who the funniest wrestler would be to reference there, but my mind just started... It just kept laughing. Is there a Russian one? Is there a communist heel? Oh, yeah. Of course there would have been. In the 80s, for sure. And probably up through now, because life... <laughs> It's terrible. Yeah, it's 2020 and we're still terrified of the Reds. Can we talk about the mountain? There is a mountain that overlooks WWE City that Vince McMahon has personally (laughs) carved in a championship belt. And I can't help but cringe and feel like that this was probably a sacred mountain of type. No, no. And he he just fucking rushmored it. This is on the backside of Mount Rushmore. They went back to the six grandfathers just to fuck it up some more. Yeah, it's rough. Don't do that to- don't carve shit into mountains. Do we really need to do this? Listeners, uh, if any of you are at a status where you're considering carving things into mountains, wow! But don't do it. Okay, if that's on the back of Rushmore, 
which president has won the championship belt? I mean, I was just making a joke about the desecration of sacred land and how, you know, satirizing it. That's not a word, but I'm using it to show that white people just really are fucking awful. And now you're asking me, like, of all presidents, who's won? No, of the four on Rushmore. Like, where would it line up so that technically one of the Mount Rushmore presidents has the championship belt now? Okay, well, why are you even asking that? Teddy Roosevelt is up there. Fuck, yeah, of course it's Teddy Roosevelt. There's no, there's nothing more to be said. Listeners, that's it. Where's the wrestler that is, his whole act is pretending to be the reincarnated spirit of Teddy Roosevelt? Fuck, yeah. He could come out there in those little round glasses? Give me Roosevelt. The the whole suit. The whole tan suit. Listeners, if you would like to send me any pictures of you dressed up as Teddy Roosevelt, you can find me on- I know this is a weird note to end on. I don't know why any of them would have that. It's just a transition. Find me on Twitter. <laughs> I'm at the Billy Seaguire. Amelia is at Fatal Amelia. And we can be found collectively at WrestleMania! Coming this Sunday! No, we're at Scooby underscore Dues. Yeah, you would never catch us at a WrestleMania. Nope. If you want to listen to our old episodes, you can find it all streaming on YouTube, Tumblr, and our WordPress page, all under Scooby Doos or Scooby Don'ts. I honestly feel like this might end up being our longest episode. I think Zombie Island held that title before this point. Scooby-Doo 2002 was fairly long as well, I believe. So this is like the third pillar of important (laughs) Scooby-Doo media. You know what? If this ends up being sort of like a sellout era, this uh, maybe might encapsulate it pretty well. Yeah. Amelia, is this a Scooby-Doo or a Scooby-Doo absolutely? I I don't I don't fucking know where I stand on this because talking about it has like really encapsulated my <laughs> hate for it and like the hate of what we're going to see. Like I I really I'm not looking forward to that fucking kiss movie. Um What well, what about the WrestleMania movie where they race? This <laughs> Where they get in their little Hot Wheels cars, and we have a Wacky Races. This movie, as it stands, I guess is alright, but, like, Daphne and Velma are total write-offs. Yeah. They don't need to be here, nor does Fred. But then, at the same time, if those three aren't here, Shaggy and Scooby really have nothing to fucking do either, because I I don't think they talk to any of the wrestlers once. So, (laughs) I don't, I don't know. It's a... It's something that the fans of Scooby-Doo are all very divided on, and I clearly am also very divided on it. It's Scooby, maybe. As Scooby neutral, can I say that? I think <laughs> a I Scooby th- neutral. Scooby maybe covers it. It is confusing to watch. It is confounding. John Cena is a main character. Now his shirt with the the white supremacist hand symbol. Do I <laughs> still wear that nowadays? I'm gonna say no. I really hope that it was just like an okie-dokie back in his day. Yeah, I think it's unfortunate, and hopefully it's something he's moved beyond. Just seems to like the color green, and he likes his jorts. And on that note... Like, did you give an official oh, Scooby Oh, I, I agree with Scooby, maybe. Okay. Like, I'm confused by what I see. 
Coming up next is Billy. No, Billy doesn't. No, have it. Billy doesn't have it. He can he can get it for you. Billy never has it. Well, sometimes I do. Coming up next is something called Ghastly Goals, which should be another like twenty minute special DVD episode, but I can't know for sure until I look into it further. Which I won't do now because I'm very exhausted with Scooby Doo after this. <laughs> and you know what? Even I don't know how much of that you cut, but the process of trying to say that title, because like ghastly goals could have easily been ghostly gals. <laughs> I wish it had been ghostly gals. Yeah, we could return to um, what was that school where they were the ghoul school? The ghoul school could have been a ghoul school reunion. Ghoul school reunion. Uh, on that note, that's it from Scooby Dooby Us. <laughs> Scooby Dooby, you! <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs>